What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. When we're young, we look up at the adults around us and think, you couldn't understand. You have no idea what it's like to be me, to be young, to be unique, to be an individual, to have my own path that I need to carve. It's only as we grow older that we look back and we realize and we understand the lessons, the insights, the wisdom that was being imparted in those moments. And all we can do at that point is wish, wish that our younger selves had understood. And then the cycle repeats as we try to impart to our children the lessons, the insights, the wisdom. This is what we call the time delay effect of advice. Let's talk about this shit. What's up, happy people? Welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas to all you guys out there. I hope it was a wonderful one. I hope... I hope at this point you didn't stop eating when you were full. You, st- <laughs> you stopped eating because you hated yourself. And at that moment, you're like, okay, I need to stop. Uh, it's not over when you're full. It's ho- it's over when you hate when yourself. When you hate yourself. Yeah, that's when you know you've ate um, too much. I guess that's going to be us tonight. Yeah, with these shrimp and grits. We're, we're on a mission. Now, I warn people, like, hey, Christmas, and this is kind of leading into the conversation today. You don't might you might want to not eat as much as, as you go eat. You think eat. you want to? And they be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, pull yeah, back right, just right. a little bit." Just and then I look bit. at them and I'm like, "You won't you won't understand what I'm trying to give you right now." <laughs> but in about five hours, when you're sitting there, stomach yeah, full, and you're hurting, and you feel like you're gonna die because your stomach is so full. I feel like so this full. is a pointed message. I feel like you're targeting someone in this room right now. I'm not talking just... shit about nobody. But I'm like, in about five hours when you're feeling like shit because you ate too much, you will remember this conversation <laughs> and know that you were warned. You were warned. That was you like uh, two weeks ago when we went out. Yes. Oh my gosh. That so was Sarah so and I, Sarah and I went to this restaurant. This It's a Mexican restaurant called Macero in yeah. Plano. And we're looking at the menu. That's actually, we're going back there we're tonight. We're going back, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope the shrimp and grits are as good <laughs> as good. I remember. So I got the shrimp and grits. You got the quesadilla. Mm-hmm. And then you ate about half of my shrimp and grits. So and you, then you're ordered- missing a lot of this story. They get there, they, you, the, the order arrives, yeah. they give you a shrimp and grits. I'm looking at like shrimp and grits. like da, 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 so, Yeah, you so. didn't want to order it. I'm you like, were just humoring me Yeah, because I wanted this is it. So, this is so backwards. Who right. comes to a fancy Mexican restaurant and orders shrimp and sure, grits? That's a country order. <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't be that good at a Mexican restaurant. Who would have known that the Mexicans could do shrimp and grits better than the rednecks? <laughs> <laughs> this shit was good. Or, or the black folks from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I took one bite of these Make shrimp and grits. Your mama. Man, shit was good. Shit was so good. good. I, I flagged down the waiter. I said, give me, give me, give, give me, me some to of that. go. <laughs> give me that to go. But anyway. So you ate your order of quesadilla. Yes. And then half ate of my half order of your of grits. shrimp and grits. And then a full order of shrimp <laughs> and grits. The shit was that good. Needless to say. You were hurting. I'm sitting on the couch feeling like my stomach if you ever watch those alien movies and the alien is in your belly trying to like claw its way out, that's how like I felt. Felt like you were pregnant about I'm, to give I'm birth. I'm like to an Sarah. Alien. I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> and then Sarah was like, "Oh, you didn't know? Like, like oatmeal expands in like your stomach. It's like grits and oatmeal. Yeah, they expand. They grow. They're very high in fiber. Very filling. At the time, logic was not part of. Then what you add the bacon, the shrimp, the grits, the cheese. Yeah, yeah I'm worried about logic over. when I was making this decision. <laughs> not to mention all the chips and salsa you forgot about that too throw, throw logic out the fucking window when we're talking about good food who oh, needs to be yeah. rational nope who needs to be rational i remember um actually do you remember that time you went to my family's and my mom was making a wedding cake and you started trying to count up the calories in the cake i just promise the you that was a thousand calories per slice per just slice. just in just in the just frosting, in the frosting. So, look, today's conversation, I'm at work, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a new job. So I'm interacting for the first time with a lot of people. 
Yeah. And, you know, I find myself telling a lot of my team members certain things, but I know they're not understanding it. You get that blank stare. They get like, that blind stare. What like, do you mean? Yes. And then I look at them and I say, I know where you're at. This will not make sense to you right now. But in about two weeks, this will, we're having this conversation about 14 days too early. In 14 days, you would have gone through the scenarios that will make this conversation now relevant to you. So this is a time you have machine. You to see it in action, yeah. This is a time machine. You and usually I, say it's like five to ten years, though, like for a lot of advice, for a lot of life advice, especially like yeah. your work situational, I get the week because a couple weeks, they need to see the, the actual context but of the moment. But ten years ago, and you'll like this one, ten years ago when you and I set out on this huge financial journey. Oh, that, for sure. That friends, I was already going to say like... Like I'm, I'm, Our, I was I, somewhat I regretting this conversation because I feel like it's one giant Deji saying, I told you I so. I told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, and, and anyone who's ever succeeded anything knows it's like, you're talking to people, but what you're telling them is so far out of known reality. Yeah. There's a time delay. So when before we, they see it and understand it, acknowledge it. I had to go a lot on just like love and faith like that that's, I wasn't crazy that's really like a lot of what kept me going initially it wasn't that i really understood or saw the path it's like god damn i love this man i have faith that he's intelligent telling, and knows somewhat people, of what he's talking about i was so. telling people that i was gonna be retired by the time i was 40 or before mm-hmm. and and when i say retire i'm talking a couple million in a bank you know we're good yeah. to go and people i i at the time didn't at first i didn't realize how out of the norm what i was saying was mm-hmm. and then when i realized out out of the norm it was then i would say to people you know what we're having this conversation about 15 years too early yeah in 15 years it will make sense to you and then you will look back and be like oh we saw it the whole time that's the type mm-hmm. of shit y'all say when the shit come to pass and you're like seeing it happen and it wasn't like you were speaking this into existence like we have someone we know that speaks these things into existence like kind of like secret of the universe if they speak it it'll come true and so they'll be like oh you know someday i'm gonna own an island and i'm gonna have a jet and i'm gonna do all this stuff and they have nothing in their life is about action or a plan nothing or in their current reality shows that there's to a even trajectory be a possibility. Um, a possibility i'm gonna be a you billionaire had steps but they don't, actions they don't know and to to create this future now other people still didn't see how it would manifest but you had like legitimate steps and ways to make this shit happen it's like i got a plan i just got to work my plan yeah you know so i realized that i was having conversations with people about a decade and a half too early and then i think about a lot of parents and the advice that they give kids right oh yeah when you're a kid you don't realize that your parent has once been you. <laughs> you just think, oh, I'm unique. In a you don't understand. Of I, I, I want to pursue my passion. I, I want to live my dreams. Blah, blah, you blah. Know, I'm special. I'm, I'm special. unique. I'm a little snowflake. And your parent look at you and like, honey, Billy. You're right, you're but. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, you know, you're 15 years old. I'm 40. I've been 15 before. You've never been 40. So I can look back and let you know that hey we might want to think a little different your about perspective this. right now is yeah. is a little short-sighted but, but for a lot of parents they're having conversations with their kids about 20 years too early mm-hmm. because in 20 years these kids look back in hindsight and go fuck i wish i had listened i wish i understood even if they listen yeah they have no context so they don't understand the existential nature of what the parents trying to describe yeah so a lot of the conversations parents end up having with their kids it's about a decade at minimum too early. You know, and it's a fine line with parenting because I feel like on one hand, you don't want to be that parent that forces their kid into a reality. Like you think about like um, Michael Jackson's dad or um, those parents who kind of forced their kids into lifestyles that they didn't really want. But when they grew up and they understood it, and they saw it, they're like, ah, okay. Like they were set me up for a successful life. Um, Thinking about it, even like you have a, a peer right now who's doing very well financially and through no real fault of their own. Their parents forced them to set up certain things financially that they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And now that it's paid off, they're like, oh, okay, I see it. I understand it. 
So it's that fine line of trying to like wanting to give your kid the autonomy to make the right choices. But knowing that they have no context and the conversation you're having with them. And by the time they get it, it's too late. It's too late. They've lost the youth. But you can't take over someone's life because I do see other parents try to like live vicariously through their kids. Do you hijack their life or do you just let them... Like, I think there kind of needs to be a happy medium. And also, like, a lot of parents don't also explain the logic. Like, you give your kids the the sound bites, like, just save money and, and do this, that, or the other. But they don't really explain all of the ramifications. Like, sitting a kid down and letting them build a budget. Letting them understand how expensive life is and how much they need for retirement. And how grueling work can be and exhausting. They don't teach them those lessons young. They're just like, oh, save your money. Don't spend your money. Well, why would I save saying my that, money if you don't understand what the importance I'm, of it or is? Or if I'm 15 years old, I don't see the urgency, exactly. right? Exactly. So when when you're a parent or when you're 40 years old and you're talking to a kid who's about 25 years younger than you, Mm -hmm. you're speaking with a sense of urgency of like, man, I'm 40 years old and I ain't where I need to be financially. Do not let this be you. And they're looking you so you you're having that conversation like, I won't looking be you, behind. Like I got this shit, yeah. You're 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 having this conversation looking backwards. Like, they're time hearing goes this so conversation fast. looking forward. Oh, I got so much time. Yeah. I, no way I end up being you, right? Yeah. So I'm better than you. I won't make the same mistake. So I think here that the answer is to look at the kids and use the phrase, kinda like what we've called the episode, this conversation is about fifteen years too early. I know it makes no sense to you right now. Yeah. Like I think the guy having the conversation looking backwards needs to have the emotional intelligence to to tell the person listening, looking forward, to say, mm-hmm. I get your point of view. Perception is a bitch. And I see that you don't see what this looks like right now. Like you're not catching what I, you're not getting the urgency and the severity of what I'm giving you right now, the game I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. So this conversation is about 20 years too early. In about 20 years, you'll get it. You'll get it, and I hope it's not too late for you. Well, I will say again like def, def, I touched on this, but to circle back to it, I think a big piece of it beyond the timing aspect of it, which is the overarching theme of today's episode, and I think that is huge because I can't tell you how many times you would say shit and on, on finances, on fitness, on just life in general, being a, a manager, a boss. And and I wouldn't get it. And then about five to ten years later, it'll be like, I'd quote you back to you. And I'm like, ah, like, now I see what you're saying. I understand it. Because you are about five years older than me. You've you And you've had a lot more beyond the actual years of age uh, above I've me. You've five had years life, worth of life experiences So you're about ahead 10 you. years more mature than me in, in that sense because you've been through a lot more than I have in your life. So, And I um, said this to you in the car the other day. I'm always playing catch up. I'm right. always I said, playing I said, catch Sarah, up. I said, Sarah, the problem and, and what I'm seeing as, as a struggle in our communication right now. And I'm a mature right person now, for my age. You are. Like, it's just there's certain, like the technology changes so fucking fast. I can't believe I even just said that I'm mature for my age. I'm thirty, almost 32 years to, old. But like my point is I've always been a slightly more mature, I feel like, than than my age would entail um i I've, I've always taken i have fun I, like i like to goof around I like to t- tell dirty jokes i don't take life too seriously but i'm also intelligent enough to understand like like one of the things that always attracted the, me probably to you, the only even. female who can tell dick jokes on a philosophy podcast <laughs> right. and talk philosophy <laughs> at, at the, the same, same time, time. I'm, I'm very complicated i don't know how you're not here. famous and rich right now <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at me, like you know, maybe maybe NBC calls and like <laughs> we just want Sarah. Maybe I need to up Sarah. my dick jokes. They're, yeah, they're not NBC good calls and they're like, we just want Sarah. We don't want date Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, the Sarah, the Sarah, the real talent of the show. <laughs> oh goodness! But I, I, like I said, one of the things that attracted me to you when we were dating was that you were way more intelligent and more serious about life than any of the other guys I was meeting in college, you actually had ideas and plans and thoughts about the future and where you were going in life. And I, I found that very um, intoxicating and very attractive. While I liked to have a good time and you were fun and funny, I knew you were still intelligent enough to go somewhere and to take things um, somewhere. But circling back to my original point, sorry, I got a little sidetracked there just thinking about like I have benefited a lot from being in a relationship with someone who could actually 
be somewhat of a mentor to me as well as a partner. Thank you. And it's it, it has put a weird dynamic in our relationships at times. It has. Uh, we've struggled when that mentor parent kind of relationship the versus the like partner, you know, spouse, romantic. Like there, there is that blur of line when you feel like you're always teaching me things, and then and not um, knowing when I just need to shut the fuck up and yeah, listen. And, and and sometimes not understanding that you can be wrong. Like you can have an opinion and feel like you're right and be totally wrong. And it's it takes you a long time sometimes to actually come back around and be like, oh shit. I did that wrong. I made the wrong move or I didn't consider what you said. And now it it bit me in the ass. So there's been those moments, just like there's been those aha moments where I'm like five, 10 years later, I'm like, oh shit, there it is. And now I get it. Um, But one of the things that I've been noticing a lot lately is how, how hard it is when you are further ahead and you're trying to explain and break down advice like you keep talking about how you're trying to walk backwards almost to have conversations because you've had you feel like i said this i said i feel like i'm having to step back in time to have conversations with you because i'm having yeah mm -hmm. like in 2020 you're just now getting to where i was in 2015 so I'm having to walk. So back. now I'm coming in like, oh, I had this great idea. I had this great thought or we should try this. And, and you're like, like, I've already been down that ago. road. That I've already considered ago. that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck, I still think it's a great idea. I still want to talk about it. And so you're having to like humor me basically to, to walk me through all the thought points. And you still have to have it as if we're walking through it together. Like this is fresh for me. Yeah. You have to pre- almost pretend. And I feel like it's like being a parent in that way. Like, when your kid comes in, you're like, oh, guess what? I figured out why the moon is so yellow. Yeah. yeah. And the pair like, oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me. <laughs> oh, why? Why is that? Why? And you, you as a pair, you think I'm 50 years old. I've been known this. Since yeah. st- I've known it for the last 40 years. But sometimes years. kids put things in fresh perspective and say things and you're like, wow. Like they have that like childlike innocence to see through the bullshit. And think about things in a way you never would have. Like they talk, there's so much wisdom that you can get from children and having that fresh perspective. So even you have actually, when you slow down enough to actually like have the conversation with me and not just brush me off. I learned you Then you like, I'll say something like, you know, what? that's actually a great idea. We should try that. Or we, like I hadn't thought about it like that before. So there, there's a. Or sometimes, like the one we had late yesterday, mm-hmm. you would you would make the statement. I'm like, okay, so let me give you my thoughts about it today, my thoughts about <laughs> it five years ago. Uh-huh. Hear that part out. See if your position still stands. If it does, let's have that conversation. If it doesn't, let's have that conversation. Yeah, having to kind of like walk backwards. Yeah. But I, it, there is a lot of patience and a lot of care that you have to go through to even slow down enough to have that mental switch because it's too easy and this is where i think the mistake most parents come in and and even where we've struggled at times is it's too easy to just want to say i've thought about it i've acknowledged it i know where i'm going and you just want to give the soundbite advice of like like i said save money don't have sex uh you know don't fool around with boys you see what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. we want to give those like highlights and we're not actually sending the message of like the the intent, you know, like I think about if we had a daughter, I'm not just going to tell her don't fuck around with boys, like don't don't fall in love, don't date, boys are evil, like I can't do that. That's not healthy and it doesn't help her understand the intent of like hey, um hormones are a bitch. They mess with your head. You wouldn't understand what I'm great, saying. In but about a lot of three times, years, yeah. this will make sense to you. Boys will say that they love you now because they want something. And it doesn't mean that they think that they're lying or even know that they know that they're lying. They don't know they're lying. But they're they not have, trying to be yeah, malicious. They're not necessarily evil. It's just the hormones are causing them to it say some shit to you. <laughs> that, that, it, it, it sounds good for yeah. them to say it. It sounds good for you to hear it. And once they get the sex, yeah. Once they get the sex, their their attitude and their feelings and their association with you may change, 
and and having them understand that it's not you saying don't have sex or sex is evil or the boy is evil or your love quote unquote isn't real because when you say shit like that to them now they feel like well you don't understand our love is pure i'm just i'm so in love it's beautiful it's not like it's you, happy. And dad. Yeah. you and dad are you're old Me and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Me we're, and we're Matt. inspired we're yeah this is cosmic <laughs> yeah this is inspired by god <laughs> and you're trying like oh shit baby girl hormones as a parent this is all you need to say like honey i'm going to have a conversation with you that's about 10 years in the future <laughs> but see again, it's, it's 10 years too early but the point is it, you can say that and like they may get this 10 years in the future and i think that's true but kind of like i trust you enough to take your advice before i understand it you have to have a relationship with your kids or with your friends or whoever you're giving advice to. For one, you have to be able to break down the why behind the advice well enough that even if they don't fully like, aha, I get it, the logic is still so sound. And you took your intent with which you gave the advice was so sound that they kind of have to follow it out, out of faith, out of trust that, okay, I get that you're seeing something I'm not. So I'm going to trust your opinion here and, and, and make that decision. Not because I have to, but because I trust you're seeing something I'm not. So, so there has to be a level of trust there because what you're, this is what you're saying. And, and I'm, I'm reframe it the way you just said it. You look at the kid and say, Hey, look, I'm going to tell you something. That's about 20 years too early. This, if you're 15 years old, the kid's 15, this conversation is happening 20 years too 10, early. 10, 15, maybe not 20, but yeah. You won't get it. You won't get it. Especially not until you have a child who is coming to have this conversation with you. So <laughs> that's probably the context in which you will understand. I will tell you what that conversation is. I need you to trust me. And I yeah. think if you have a level of trust with the person, with the kid, you can probably... Because they, they do eventually get it, maybe not to the degree, but even as they age, you know. And I think it's about giving them room to make. So, again, building on this set, because I think this is a great example of, like, parental advice and how it won't make sense to them. Um, where it's it's 10 years too early, when a 16-year-old kid's wanting to have sex for the first time and they're in love and everything's wonderful and beautiful and you as the parent are nervous and cautious because you understand that, hey, um, babies can happen from sex, diseases can happen from sex, you're my baby and I don't really want to think about you even having sex, so there's that element. Um, but we want you to have a healthy sexual mindset. We don't want it to stunt your your sexual development. Um, you can also spin kids the other direction and make things where they go off the deep end and, and decide to go have crazy sex or unprotected sex because they're rebelling against you and putting themselves in danger. Like there's so many spiraling off uh, ramifications of handling a teenager's sex life wrong from them rebelling and putting themselves in dangerous positions because they didn't trust you enough to have conversations with it, um, having unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Like, I, I just, I feel like I could get on a spinoff about that and uh, maybe I'm rambling, but it's just, there, there's so many directions that could take. And I think this is why parents freak out so much because it's up to that point probably the most dangerous thing your child will encounter. Right? Okay. For most people. Okay. That's like the first big hurdle in life is the sex the transition to, to being sexually active. It's heartbreak, it's diseases, it's pregnancy, it's it's someone taking advantage of you and stealing you away, kidnapping you, that all that risk. Do you see what I'm saying? I get it. These these are all conversations that people are having with their kids about 10 years well, most too people early. aren't having them for and one the ones who are are still having them the kids aren't and they're, they're it. not even having necessarily i i think from what i've seen and heard an actual conversation about that it's more like sex is dangerous don't have sex or this is what sex is use protection but it's very baseline you're not explaining a lot of the psychology behind it the why we're telling you to be cautious with your heart why we're telling you to do you see what i'm saying like yeah so so let's switch here because i i don't want to get lost in people thinking we're talking just about sex this this also applies like if you're trying to teach somebody new or elements to a new task 
And there are just things about the job that they're not going to get today. Yeah. Like, oh, this is why we we say this to customers. Oh, but that doesn't make any sense. I, I see, yeah, I get it. But after about your first 10 interaction, you will see why we say it this way. <laughs> oh, I don't think that policy makes sense. Okay, I get you. But when you have enough people trying to screw you over this way, you see, like, this conversation is having or is happening about six months too early yeah or 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 you know i'm teaching you this yeah it won't make sense or like you start a new job yeah, like and, trying and, to, to yeah. tell a frontline team member why you don't have a return policy and they're like well why wouldn't we just give them their money back and then 10 years later when they're running their own business and and seeing the margins and seeing the the problems with return policies now they're like oh okay i understand I get why, right. why you wouldn't want to have a return policy like or at least a generous return exactly policy, right? yeah um so so that's more what this is is mm-hmm. is uh, it's a time delay effect of advice or just knowledge and wisdom you impart on somebody when they're they're what you know you know what you're telling them they won't get mm-hmm until a certain point in the future. Yeah. And that's the perception is a bitch effect here. The fact that you can tell somebody valuable information that if they acted upon could change and alter the course of their life. But I but mean, they're unable a, to mm-hmm. because of the time delay. The fact that they don't see it from your perspective. You're a 40-year-old giving a 15, 20-year-old advice. The, the decades in which you both belong to the age causes a different type of urgency. Yep, absolutely. Right? Um, so the kid is not able to see the wisdom in the advice he's getting or the employee is not able to see the advice and the wisdom they're getting or being taught until a certain future date. Yeah. And that's perception is a fucking bitch because... <laughs> I mean, I remember one big advice that you gave me early on, and this was um, one of those periods where we had, I think, just moved from Arkansas to Texas, and your job had kind of fallen through, so we were both unemployed for a while. This was when we initially went broke early on in our relationship, and we remember we were struggling. It was a very rough time in general, but I remember in that moment you telling me, like, hey... We're, we're in between work, we're, we're applying for jobs and stuff like that, but this is probably the most free time that you will have in your life. Do something with it. And like, see this free time come to fruition. Now, obviously, you didn't expect COVID to happen and everyone to be laid off for months at a time, but uh, I, I that advice stuck with me later on in life when I was working jobs and we were we were working like, 10 hour days coming home trying to rush to the gym and and do errands and clean in between plus do like actually have a relationship and spend time together and there really wasn't time for anything else for projects and passions and things like that so I I looked back at that moment when you told me like hey you this is is rare as an adult to have free time like this like try to do something with it write a book something something start something and, and I, I didn't I didn't appreciate that advice because I always felt like, well, I'll have time like the time, you know, you'll make time. And, and you know, I said to you then, I said, this conversation is about five years <laughs> too early. You're not understanding it. But I had been in the workforce a lot longer than you at that point. Like I'd been at my old job almost four years at this point. I didn't understand how exhausting. Four years of, and you were still graduating college. So I understood that our perspectives were different. So when we finally moved from Arkansas to Houston and jobs didn't fall through, and we found ourselves with almost a year worth of free time, I was like, Sarah, this is very rare in, in mm-hmm. the adult business, in the adult <laughs> business to get this kind of time. But you're not going to get it. You won't understand it. So this conversation is about four years too, too early. It's too soon. It's happening too no, soon. There's another good one that you told me. Um, okay, so this one was, again, about the workforce. Um, 
But I remember like anytime we would end up moving or I would end up transitioning to a new job, I was always excited where I was like, okay, there was that one bitch I hated at work or this asshole that was doing this. And so, oh, I'm excited because this will be this brand new shiny place that I'll go work out. It'll be so much better. I won't have to do this with this type of annoying um, task or this type of annoying customer, whatever, whatever, whatever. Because there's always things at any job that you don't like, things that are difficult um, or just people that are in that place and are assholes to work with. And, And you told me that. You said, like, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what job you're in, what position you're in, uh, what industry, like it's, there's always going to be that shit. There's always going to be things you don't want to do, always going to be people you don't want to deal with. Personality types in every industry, every job, It's just going to manifest slightly differently. And I really had issues too of like being in leadership. I was kind of afraid of that whole leadership thing and and I felt like maybe I'd be a better like beta like a second in command like I'm intelligent enough I have great ideas I understand big concepts I run business as well I don't necessarily like being the person in charge I know it's funny to think about like some people out there like Sarah Bossy she probably like being in charge but I really don't and uh you you kind of even made me see there like that was It'd be better off to be the top in command and know what you're talking about or be unsure what you're talking about versus being in the second in command. And know that your number one in command has no idea idea what the fuck you're talking about. It's better to you be on top and not not know what you're talking about. Someone's going to be leading these people astray. It might might as well be me. Yeah, Yeah, but I, I used to tell you that. I was like, babe. You know, but I got I got it because I had worked for enough shitty bosses yeah. to know enough incompetent bosses to know that okay, if somebody is going to be incompetent, let it be. <laughs> let it be. Me. <laughs> At least I know my intentions are pure. <laughs> I'm not a complete asshole, so I won't just like <laughs> shit on the people one. beneath me. But I'm telling that to you, and I'm like, okay, you need to have enough shitty corporate bosses for this to make sense. Yeah, so yeah. This when you have an idiot above you, you're like, early. oh my god, you are so stupid. How are you in charge of everything? Yep. Um, and then uh, they're making decisions. You're you're trying to go like A plus B equals C, and they're like, go do E. What? Like your math doesn't make sense and you lay it all out for them and they're like no go do e like, yeah so really okay. with, uh, thank you for that okay. cause, but but with a lot of these work examples again i i entered the workforce four or five years before yeah. you did so you had the experience so i've got you four or five it. years of like okay and it took four or five years for me going from job to job and really seeing it manifest over and over and over but it's, different variations of the same part, reality. This is something you haven't, maybe maybe you've experienced it, but I've experienced it where when you fi- when the time comes to pass mm-hmm. and you finally get it and you tell me when you get it, that's a part of me that's like... It dies inside. Dies inside because <laughs> I'm like, I saw this coming. Uh. <laughs> it's like the genie in the lamp. Right, right. The, it's, it's like that like, deep sigh a parent makes when the kid comes home and like, it's I'm like, pregnant. mom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. Like, this, mom, this, he broke this. up with me. I told you the kid was in it. He broke my heart. He said he didn't love me. And apparently, like, I, I knew this was going to happen. I told like, you this shit. <laughs> but you can't say that. Can't do it. Can't say can't that. You have to act like it's all oh, new to you. Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't see this Poor coming. thing. <laughs> the first one to I'm suffer the trauma. Yes. No one. You're the only teenager. You're the first teenager to have their heart broken. Like, like this is not oh a script. You realize this is a movie on repeat, right? Yeah. Like, you people know, be acting like life is new. I wish, this is what, as parents, we need to be telling our kids. Just document the shit. Get, like, five to 20 parents together. And then they all show the movie and look at their kids. And you see, it's the exact same life. That just won't slightly work. different. That won't work. It won't work? No. You're probably babe, right. Almost every 
book or novel or movie the same plot. in existence the same plot. is a coming of age story. It always starts with someone 16, 17, 18, transitioning to that early adulthood. Now I use 25 year olds because, oh, coming out of college. There's like now a that's billion shows of this coming of age yeah, story. That and transition. I'm like, now they'll even do like the, the divorce transitions. Like you have all these different shows of, of like, different people, people going through divorces. People want to act like life is surprising. All It's the same The same like transition script. story of like all the big transitions when you're coming from a, a child to an adult from a young adult to an actual adult from you know a normal adult to parent we, we, look, divorce death we all have different names mm-hmm. but we're living slight different variations yeah. of the exact same life now this reminds me of the uh <laughs> the times of flat circle but let's let's take a quick tequila <laughs> break let's take a quick te- tequila uh, break and we'll come back talk another about that shot one. another okay. one Another one. <laughs> hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email, podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way, and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances. Let's get back to it. So, I'll I'll share and be vulnerable. sharing time. Okay. Let's do this. Tell me your secrets. So... I have dual perspective. You know, like dual citizenship? I have okay. dual citizen- citizenship oh, like is, where, okay. is where you're maybe, like I am, a citizen of Nigeria and America. Mm-hmm. I have... I have dual perspectives. I have dual religious perspective. Oh, I was going to say I have dual sexual perspective, so okay. maybe that might <laughs> doesn't count. Um, I have, so like an American Nigerian probably has a better understanding of the world than a Nigerian does Mm -hmm. or an American does because obviously an American Nigerian has two perspectives. A Nigerian just has one perspective of the world. American has, even though it's a bigger perspective by landmass, but it's still one perspective. Yeah. I have dual perspective when it comes to spirituality. Okay. Because I've been Christian. I've been where I once had faith and Mm -hmm. believed. And now I am where I no longer have faith and believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives me a better understanding of spirituality than somebody who completely doesn't believe or somebody who completely believes because I've been on both sides. So I, I think I get what you're, what you're saying here. But like to kind of rephrase it then. So you're saying, for example, in a similar turn of phrase, someone who never had faith like had or i guess even didn't believe in god and then came to religion later in life and believed it and agreed with it has more perspective and understanding than someone who always didn't believe and never believed anything ever mm-hmm. um and then the opposite is true in this in your example of you've been a believer so you now being a non-believer has more perspective than someone who's always been a believer and never known anything else 100 percent. so this is basically like another way of you what you said earlier in the podcast which is like to your kid i'm 40 i'm looking at you at 50 15 perspective like i've been 15 you've never been 40 so the more perspectives the more life lived the more the more years can, mm-hmm. which is why i think you know somebody who's 90 years old has a better understanding of life 
than somebody who's 20 well, years old. Or, or for example, a 30-year-old who's traveled the world and lived a, a tough life, really going to every existence and living through those perspectives has, has a way better wisdom and knowledge to impart than a 90-year-old who lived all his life in one in town. In one town, right. So wisdom, mm-hmm. as we've come to define it, is, is, is the accumulation of in experience and perspective, not so much in time or right. Years, so the yeah. more perspectives you have, the wiser you become. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of this is why I just, for one, the faith thing switched on me. And, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go on a sidebar rant about my non-belief and shit. But When do we not do that? But <laughs> I've always said that. It's my platform. <laughs> it's my I've, platform. I've, 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 I've always, say I've always I said that. To. Like, you know, because a lot of times believers don't understand why people can't believe uh-huh. or don't believe. And I see them and I, I get it. I get it. I yeah. get But I'm like, if I, for example, if you understand perception the way you and I understand it, that and believing in God and having faith are two contradictory ideas. And this is where I'm circling back to the whole point of this time delay advice. Mm-hmm. When I understand the existential nature of people's lives, yeah, caused by perception, that you can make an interpretation or the lack of interpretation or the wrong interpretation made means a different life for you. A life that you may not even want, a life that may be harder for you than if you had just made a different decision. Just the fact that interpretations, something so fickle, something so in the wind, so whimsical, dictates and creates concrete ramifications we call life lived. Mm-hmm. Okay. And first of all, makes perception a bitch here but also kills my faith because i'm like you can't now believe that there's any power who sees this degree of evil which to me that's evil and doesn't like bring it like bring it down don't just open open the eyes of the 15 year old and be like your mom is right yeah like no truth like i wish we could just know things to know that i fucked you up because right now you're young and i made you young Mm -hmm. but if you don't listen to your mama this does not turn out good yeah, for you. Right? Right. Like there uh, is no there is no system put by God in play to make sure that <laughs> the people he created aren't living fucked up lives because they made wrong interpretations. Right. But these same people who don't understand perception well, or, or or vice versa, like me speaking up to my mom and saying she's lived a, a false perspective and, and lived with some false ideas her whole life she's not going to understand or respect my wisdom it's it's so there's a time delay there of advice too late like sometimes it doesn't matter how good the advice you're giving is if they live too much life to hear that advice it's just as bad in a way as hearing it too early i'm going to start i just had an an idea a bomb-ass idea (laughs) i'm going to include this at some point in the episode's uh-huh. I'm like the question is conversations with God. Like before God cast me to hell, if there is God and I get perished with my non-belief, I just need five minutes with you, mate, because I got questions. Just questions. One of my first questions to God is uh-huh. why why is there a time delay in advice? Yeah. <laughs> why uh-huh. why can't somebody give me something? Wisdom, nuggets. But I'm not, why am I, why is it that there's a time delay to blessing? You bless me at a time when I'm not ready for it. God blessing an 18 year old into the NFL to go make $50 million a year. I not Why do we also get our vitality but, 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 and our strength but, but, but and our know, sexual pride know. in a time when we don't have the wisdom and the understanding to use it most effectively? There's a time delay, God. <laughs> There's a time delay. There's a time delay to when we start getting horny I, I and when like we, we know. we should be at our prime towards the end of our life, Shouldn't right? Shouldn't this shit align? Look, I think you and I are about to go ham mad philosophical right now. I think we're just and a little on the... On maybe the, this is the edibles kicking in. 
<laughs> Our and, mind is expanding too much. Bring yeah, it yeah. back. Bring and, it back. And, and the listeners are listening right now. Go like, this, this took a turn. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about again? This took right. a turn. Sorry. It, well, I, I, it, it's a combination of the alcohol <laughs> and everything that and just the, hit me. The little clouds. And, and I'm like, um, and like there are some conversations, and I'm not asking for answers, God. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I got some questions. Could you explain this fucking time delay to me? Because the shit don't make no sense. But do you like how I pointed out like telling me that oh all have sinned and fall short of your glory? That ain't gonna fly with me. Not helping. So, but do you like how I pointed out the reverse time delay? Because so far we've only talked about the time delay of like someone who is older talking to someone younger Mm -hmm. um, or less experienced, and with that, like you have to see that. There's the opposite that's true as well. Like I said, my mom's lived most of her life in a small town and a very limited dynamic, a very a very conservative and, and naive life lived, really. And so me, having been now more exposed to various life and more life lived and experienced than she's had, I technically should be the one giving her advice now and saying, hey, you're not understanding the financials of your life. Hey, oh, yeah. you're not understanding the the perspectives of the world and where your perception is limited here. You're, you're not able to see the full scope of things because you've been so narrowly experienced. So she has more years. So my advice is, is 10 years t- too late. Like if I'd gotten, if someone had been your able to give to her that advice. Your advice 10 years too late. If she had yeah. had the advice when 10 years ago. When she was in her 20s or 30s, like yeah. it, it would maybe have, give her time to say, maybe I should change the way I'm thinking now so I can live my life differently. But when you've already invested the last 20, 30 years on a particular path. Can't go back in the past. It's too late. Like it's, it's kind of like marriage. Like at some point we've been in this so long. I can't leave now. It's like it's cheaper to keep her. It's too late, man. It's too late. <laughs> You in it. You in this bitch. Commit. Perception is a fucking bitch. And I'm looking even at my life. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about a lot of the wisdom, the advice and knowledge that some OG gave me. And I just, who the fuck is this old guy? (laughs) You know? And then I look forward now. Like, here's one advice. Here's one advice. Somebody told me that the most important financial decision you will ever make in your life is the person you choose to marry. Mm -hmm. When I believed in God and my ideas and perspectives about marriage were very, I don't want to use the word superstitious, but when they were more faith-based. Yeah. That is a statement and advice somebody would give you, and you will not get it. Yeah. You will not get it. Because you're like, oh, it's love and the how like, finances. The, how don't... is the person I married, the person I love, yeah, that's not the most important anything. financial decision I will ever make? Mm-hmm. And then you get married, 15 years in it, you realize, ah, I got that advice 15 years too <laughs> early. <laughs> Or for some motherfucker, it's 15 years too late. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was right on time. <laughs> right on time. I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out. I mean, if it was something I, if we've kind of joked about that. I was like, if you married the typical American, this would not have flowed. <laughs> this this college lifestyle. She's not trying to budget. No. <laughs> so time, life is a flat circle. And we've said this mm-hmm, the whole many time. times, yeah. And the tragedy of perception is, or one of the big tragedies of perception, is people not realizing the the loop we're on. I, I mean, I, I, I or think, do, do people realize it? Or do you see what I'm trying to say here? I think people realize it as they age. They realize the loop, and that's where you really that get everyone's lived so the same like, life, um, and we're living the same lives over and over think again. Think about typical advice the elderly give when they're given advice to like as they're dying, and people will ask their elders, like you know, what there's tons of articles, regrets? like yeah, well, you, tell me what the secret to life is. Tell me, tell me your wisdom, because we are taught on some level. 
uh, now I feel like we're worse at it today than we usually have been in the past of listening to our elders. But most cultures do teach their, their children to respect their elders and understand that there's wisdom to be gathered there. The problem is they say the same things and it's we, we just don't know how to fully internalize it, I think. And like you said, it's too early still. And so even though we hear it, we won't fully get it. Like they say, you know, I, I wish I'd understood more the importance of family and spending time with my family. I wish I hadn't worked so much. I wish I've understand the time value of time. Like when we're young and we look up at time, it feels like we have so much time. And then we're old and we're looking back and it's like the time just flew. It, it's just disappeared. And, and no matter how much a 90-year-old man or woman who's lived a good life tells, tells you, you all flies, those things. Yeah. You hear it, but you, like, but they know you're you hearing this advice. You can only know it as you've experienced yes. it up they know, until this point. Yeah, so I'm 35, call it 40. For a 90-year-old, this, this conversation is happening 60 years too early. No matter what, you won't get it until you've lived it, until you've walked until I'm, through it. Yep. You don't understand the fire burns until you're the one who's walked through it. Like, it's, and, and this unawareness... Mm-hmm. I take that back. I I can't call it an unawareness now because we just we just concluded that it is aware. We are aware of we it. We are aware. Like even but mortality, our, our like in, yeah. our understanding. Like I think back to when I was a kid, and and how I understood mortality. I knew I could die. I knew it. But until you're actually dying, you're like, mm, I, I hadn't am learned dying. to truly fear it or understand the fact that there is no like, oh, I might die. Some like. Oh, if I die, like people say that all the time. Oh, if I die, da, da, do this with my body. Or if I die, don't want you to move on. Or if I die, like people say that. And it's a funny fucked up like mental game we have where we don't want to acknowledge that there is no other alternative. So we're our, guaranteed that that reality. But our, our understanding of mortality from a child's perspective to someone who's old and getting close to that end is very different and that changes how you value the time spent it is this time delay in advice given mm-hmm. life lived or inability to even see that it's the same life on repeat even though we know there's a time delay even if you're aware of the time delay you still don't escape the guard the, the, the cold snare of its grip this is all that makes life painful and makes perception such a fucking bitch. I like how you got poetic there. If you like what you heard, and I'm going to leave that last part in by Sarah. <laughs> if you you li- better. If you like what you heard, leave us a five star rating and a solid don't listen to him do what you want boo on whatever audio platform you get your podcast on it's your perspective but just don't be time delayed get that get that rating in (laughs) so we know what you think get it in fast hey you can also send us an email uh, if you have any questions or want to tell us about a time or perception was a bitch in your life you can also leave an audio recording we might play it on the air hit me up (laughs) we appreciate you guys P-I-A-B podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.